just in case you were wondering where we are, let them know. going on ladies and gentlemen this is your boy crawl how's everybody doing out there today listen i am so so excited to welcome you to the child welfare raising awareness podcast listen y'all this is the podcast that keeps you in the know about all things child welfare this podcast is brought to you by tuskegee university the department of social work and I will be your host. That's right, your boy Croft. So if you are a student, current child care professional, educator, or parent, know this, you have landed in the right place because this is the podcast show where we will raise awareness about interesting child welfare-related topics. Now listen, I will be bringing on various guest experts to discuss real-world topics that relates to child welfare just to equip you for practice. I must say, y'all, it's going to be quite interesting to say the least. I look forward to seeing you soon. This is your boy, Croft. We'll be hollering at you later. <laughs> Peace. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? How's everybody doing out there? Listen, I want to welcome y'all to the Child Welfare Raising Awareness Podcast. This is the podcast that keeps you in the know about all things child welfare. You know, this podcast is brought to you by Tuskegee University, the Department of Social Work, and Thank you so very much for tuning into the Child Welfare Raising Awareness Podcast. This is the podcast, y'all, that keeps you in the know about all things child welfare. Oh, it was a great time, and we look forward to seeing you next time for another mind-stimulating conversation. And until then, remember, y'all, we strive for perfection, but if we have to settle, we only settle for excellence. This is your boy, Crawl. We'll talk to you later. Peace. Appointed member of the NASW National Ethics Committee and Memphis VA Social Work Professional Standards Board member. Listen, I'm talking about Terrica, y'all. Terrica served as a member of the NASW Professional Impairment Policy Committee and assisted with writing and revising the NASW Professional Impairment Policy Statement. She is a featured co-author of the Rutledge Handbook of Social Work Ethics and Values published in 2019. Terrica has presented both nationally and internationally. Listen, y'all, she has trained numerous of professional and community groups about ethics, mental health recovery, professional impairment, burnout, and self-care. She is devoted to enhancing the human well-being, not only for clients, but also for social workers, counselors, and other helping professionals. Terrica is the author of the Self-Care A to Z Adult Coloring Book and Works Perks, a gratitude journal for helping professionals, both available, listen y'all, everywhere on Amazon. Listen, without further ado, I don't want to hold anybody up. Welcome, Miss Terrica Hardy. How you doing? 
Doing well, doing well. And thanks for that introduction, Mr. Croft. Happy to be here. Good deal, good deal. So everything's going on good with you, huh? Absolutely, absolutely. Definitely. Good deal. Listen, listen, listen. Other than what I said, other than what I said, tell us a little bit about yourself, Ms. Hardy. Yeah, well, again, as you stated, um, I'm Terika Hardy. I'm a licensed clinical social worker, and I've been in the profession for over 15 years. And, you know, I always say when I say that, um, I can actually say I still love what I do. I still love social work and, you know, what I'm afforded and the opportunities that I'm given um, to be able to serve. Um, I am the owner of Terika Hardy Consulting LLC, where I provide professional development workshops, courses, and coaching for student social work students and social work professionals as well. Um, I've served on the National Ethics Committee, uh, and you know I've also uh, I also serve on the editorial board for the international uh, for the International Journal of Social Work Ethics and Values. But you know, long story short, if you was to sum me up, you can find me at the intersection of ethics, mental health. Uh, child welfare, self-care, and resilience. Those are all of my jams and something that I'm very passionate about uh, promoting and, you know, and supporting professionals um, in, in that, in regarding those particular topics. Wow, that's something. Now, listen, what I, what I, I also, what I want to know is, you know, growing up, growing up, when you was a kid, did you know you wanted to do this? You know, that's a great question. No, as a kid, what I what I what I can remember, I can remember my my mom and my aunts, you know, telling me they thought that I was going to be an attorney or a judge. Because even as a little girl, when I would mm -hmm. get in trouble, I was able to advocate for myself to get myself out of trouble and would make a very plausible argument for it. So they knew that <laughs> something that that whatever I chose to go into, it would be in the form of advocacy. And you know, all they knew was that if I'm passionate about something, I'm not going to be quiet about it. And I'm going to, and as I break open and burst open doors, I always like to bring people with me, you know? So again, they knew that I was gonna be a strong advocate, <laughs> advocate you know, and they were, they, they really believed that I was going to go into law. But, wow. you know, instead I did go into ethics. You know, ethics is still is about, you know, about making sure that, you know, that public accountability that professionals have, that we are practicing, you know, in an ethical and fair manner and that we are doing our clients good. Um, so, you know, I, I went into ethics, but again, you know, my parents and my family thought that I was going, that they was for sure that I was going to go into law. <laughs> Hey, I, I mean, I hear you talking. You say you talked yourself out of everything. So absolutely, your parents, your parents telling you to do something, you telling them. But I don't understand why. Why? Right. <laughs> yes. Why? Talking yourself going... out of everything. Yes. Listen, listen, listen. That's something. That's something to hear, though. I mean, you know, it's funny because I mean, I've done heard a whole bunch of people like that, and probably you should have been in law as well. But check it out. Check it out. Now, what's your connection with TU Social Work Department? 
Oh, wow. You know, Tuskegee University and Terika Hardy Consulting has been in partnership for um, for a few years now. Um, and so I have provided, I've partnered with uh, the Tuskegee Social Work Department um, and provided different uh, workshops. Um, I provided keynotes uh, for them with their conferences. And I'm also a vendor for Tuskegee University, meaning, um, you know, in promotion of, of some of the things that they have uh, on the horizon uh that you know when when individuals uh purchase courses from my website via the tuskegee affiliate link um tuskegee gets a portion of um of the cost that they um of the a portion of um the money that they pay um for my courses um so again i'm a i'm a vendor for uh, tuskegee university and, and again i've provided uh workshops i provided coaching uh develop a coaching development series for their students um in various uh, things to help support uh tuskegee and the social work students mm. professionally gotcha gotcha so so this whole child welfare and um, this social work, I mean, you know, evidently it's close to you. You find you find joy in doing it. You find joy in doing it. So, so tell us about your child welfare professional experience and why this type of work is so important to you. Oh my goodness, child welfare is very near and dear to my heart. You know, many do not know this about me, but my first job fresh out of undergraduate uh, school was with child protective services was in child welfare. I was um, I was afforded the opportunity to be a child welfare stipend student. And what that means is that during my undergraduate degree, um, I agreed to do my internship at the state child welfare agency uh, at the Tennessee Department of Children's Services. And, you know, part of my tuition was paid for. And then also I agreed to work. Um, I agreed to work two years after I graduated, I agreed to work um, at, in child welfare. And so I can remember, I can remember, you know, walking across that stage, accepting my undergraduate degree, you know, and, and getting ready and preparing and going to my first orientation and how, although I had interned there, although I had taken the classes, you know, there, I can remember still, you know, the nervousness, right? Um, the anxiousness that I had as a young professional, because I truly wanted to do good. I wanted to, you know, to make sure that I served the children and families that were, you know, assigned to me and on my caseload. I wanted to serve them to the highest ability. And so, you know, I can, I still, I still am connected to that, that young professional. Like I said, I've been in the profession for over 15 years, but I'll never forget that. And the experiences that it afforded me, um, and the, actually the skills that it afforded me to be able to cultivate. I mean, talk about, you know, I, I graduated, you know, with my undergraduate degree at, at 20 something years old, no mm. children, right? And here I am, I'm in Memphis, Tennessee. <laughs> so, you know, yes. a little bit about me, I'm from a small town, so I did not grow up in Memphis, Tennessee. And so I'm in this big city in Memphis, Tennessee, and I'm knocking on people's doors uh, and I'm not bringing a publishing's clearinghouse check. I'm knocking on their doors as a 20 something year old young social worker professional saying, hey, I have allegations um, that of, of child abuse and neglect regarding some children in your home. So I had to be oh able to think on my feet real quick, really quick, um, and, you know, and be able to establish that rapport really quick. And those are some skills that the skills that I was able to acquire 
um, while serving as a child welfare professional has they could they still serve me to this day, although i'm no longer working in uh, working directly in child welfare I work with child welfare professionals and so in supporting them and making sure that they have the support and the skills that they need. Um, but I still remember that and I still am using those skills that you know that I cultivated during that time so um, you know and I believe that it's a it's an important profession because you are protecting children and you're building and you're helping uh, you're building and supporting families um, who may not have gotten the service services you know otherwise so again definitely um my heart um definitely is with uh is with child welfare professionals and it's definitely in it as well my god my god listen listen i gotta i gotta revert back to what you were saying at the age of 20 you out there knocking on doors okay you uh -huh. out there knocking on doors tell me tell me if you can one of your most interesting moments knocking on doors at 20 years old mm -hmm. Hmm. Uh, two situations come to mind um I'd have to say um, that, you know, knocking on the door and, um, you know, and there was, you know, there was this parent, I'm knocking on the door, um, there was this parent that um, was very difficult to engage, very wow. difficult to engage. Um, uh, immediately when they opened the door, they saw my badge um and and just saw me they immediately um just started you know just started saying just various things and mm. i can remember you know i can remember i didn't i didn't respond immediately i can remember allowing them to yell and scream i'm still standing at the door they have not invited me in that probably was a, a good thing at that moment you know i'm still standing there they're yelling and they're saying you know everything under the sun you know and i'm just wow. allowing them um to, to vent and you know and when they're when they were finished you know and and i established that report they were able to hear me but what what i found was because at the moment when they opened the door and they saw my badge they that let me know that they they had had some dealings with with child welfare before because they knew what the badge looked like like they knew they on on site they knew what it was and so i realized i was like this is not even about me personally this is about their experiences with a previous child welfare professional that has probably been tainted and now it's up to me to try to build and establish that rapport anew. And so, you know, we long story short, we, you know, I was able to establish rapport. And you know what? That was one of the most um rewarding cases that I've ever had. Um, because wow. in the we were able to establish, we were able to, I was able to kind of help her to reframe how she viewed child welfare professionals just by giving her respect, right? Um, as the child's parent and you know, really getting down to and uncovering um the root of the issue and 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 showing her that hey, we got some resources that can help you with that. But you know, um, even after the case was closed, that parent actually would would call me, um, you know, would call me, you know, on my office phone, would call me and would follow up with me and let me know how the child was doing, even after the case was closed. The child was able to remain in the home. And, you know, but that was one of one of one of the one of the most um one of the one of the most memorable cases um to me because again it was difficult to engage that parent at first wow 
That's so interesting. Now, now, did did certain parents have a problem, you know, with you being so young, trying to tell them what to do? Absolutely. Or how to handle it? Absolutely. They would tell me, you know, you're still wet behind your ears or you don't even look like you're still a child <laughs> yourself. I have children your age, you know, because, again, I was 20 in my young in my early 20s, you know, and, and I would. And so I had to figure out a way to use that. And so when they would say when they would say things like that, I was like, I was like, so can you I was like, I don't profess to know what parenting your child actually looks like. Can you tell me what this looked like? Tell me, because I'm not walking in here into your house, into your space, telling you that I'm the expert of your family. So tell me, tell me what it's like, right? And so again, I give them the, it gives it, because what they see when they saw me, they saw somebody with a badge and they thought that I was hiding behind a badge because I had power. Absolutely not. Like, you have the power in your home. I'm here to I'm here to hopefully work with you. You're the expert of your family, right? So I use that to open the door for them to be able to tell me what's going on. And so when they did, I was able to pull apart and figure out what they were trying, you know, figure out the issue um, or, or help them to figure out the issue and how we could actually help. Wow, that's so interesting. Listen, listen, Terrica, you doing your thing. I mean, you know, thank God for you. I mean, we're going to move on. We're going to move on. That kind of stuff really, really, really interests me. So, so now, now check this out now. Now we know, we all know that you like, you like um, training welfare professionals. So, so tell us about being a part of TU's project forecast team and give us information about project forecast, you know, in the April 23rd Child Abuse Prevention Month conference coming up. Absolutely. Well, first of all, forecast. Forecast is an acronym that stands for Foundations for Outreach Through um, Experiential Child Advocacy Studies Training, right? That's a mouthful. So it's called forecast. And really, you know, it, it involves the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration and along with the National Child Traumatic Stress Initiative. And they've partnered with universities such as the University of uh, Missouri-St. Louis, the University of St. Louis, Louis, uh, the University of Illinois Springfield and the National Child Protection Training Center to implement the project forecast and what it is what I really like about it is that it teaches child serving professionals, those that are in child welfare, if you could be in law enforcement, you could be teachers, it teaches them how to how to view um, and service children through a trauma informed lens. Not only that, not only that, it, it gives them real world experiences through simulations, through simulation based experiences for them to be able to practice kind of how practice real how they would handle real world situations. So I really like it. Um, if you can remember what I talked to you about earlier when I first, you know, got out of undergraduate school, my first job was in child welfare, you know, and how, you know, that anxiety was there because I wanted to do good. I wanted to to make sure that I served my families. Well, I really appreciate forecasts because, you know, again, it helps the, the more you can experience and practice, right, practice those scenarios and those situations, right, then the more prepared and 
confident professionals will feel to be able to service the children, right? And so that's what I like about forecasts is that it gives you real world, um, you know, kind of real world based experiences um, that you are able to kind of dissect and problem solve, um, you know, on how you should, how you should basically react or how you um you know or what course of action you should take and you know one of the things that i admire about about it is that they they the training um is about it, it is based on 12 core concepts um for understanding traumatic stress responses in children and families and and you know and and when we talk about looking at looking at children and families through a trauma-informed lens is these core concepts is really really what it's all about you know a few of them are you know one of the things they believe is that trauma experiences are complex meaning you sometimes oftentimes you're not able to pinpoint you know um you know you're not able to pinpoint someone's trauma you're not really able to mm -hmm. define it mm -hmm. because it's complex um you know another one is that you know as children uh they can exhibit you know different reactions their reactions can range um you know as it relates to trauma and loss um and so and they really talk about you know providing those safe you know and protective factors for children and families when we are interacting with them so they have 12 core concepts you know i could go down the line but those are some of my favorite ones and then of course you know they really um they really promote ethical practices right and looking at ethical okay. you know issues as well so um really something that um that I admire. Um, also, you know, even in decision making, because we talked about how trauma can be complex and how, you know, the situations that the families and children and families that they are in and that they face is complex, you know, and they even provide a problem based learning like decision making tool um, to help you uh, to, to help you navigate through the information that you have and help you sort out the information to find your to find the correct course of action. Wow. Wow. I want to make sure that everybody understand that this conference is uh, April 28th. Am I correct? Yes. April 28th, yes. 2023. The conference is April 28th, 2023. Listen, listen, listen. I mean, Terrica, you have given us like so much great information. I mean, I've really enjoyed uh, what you had to give today. I mean, the information that you gave today. And I look forward to hearing you again in the future. Hopefully, I get a chance to hear you because you always come with great, great knowledge. Now, I just need to know, I just need to know, is there anything else you'd like to say to listeners or give anybody a shout out? Yeah, I want to shout out uh, Dr. April Jones and uh, the Tuskegee University Department of Social Work and for, you know, all of the great things that they do and that they, they have on the horizon. Um, also want to remind the listeners to uh, to don't forget to register for uh, the conference that's coming up uh, April 28th. Um, again, you know, they'll be we'll be talking about um, different, all things child welfare. Um, and, and be on the lookout for um, the forecast trainings um, with through the TU Department of Social Work because they will be they will be happening um, as well. So we definitely um, want to encourage everybody to be on the lookout for that. And um, just want to shout out um, to all of the child welfare professionals as well. Thank you for all that you have done and that you are doing um, to serve our children and families.
That's right. Uh, just make sure you're registered, like she said. Absolutely. You make sure you get in. Uh, is there anything else that they need to do to register? Tell them what all they need to do uh, so they can go on and get in. Uh, definitely. Uh, I would check the Tuskegee University Department of Social Work website for all of the events, um, upcoming events and the latest happenings. Uh, for sure. Uh, stay tuned. Just visit the website. Good deal. Terrica Hardy, I want to say thank you so very much. I mean, you are a jewel. Thank you so very much. And I just want to let everybody know, listen, y'all, listen, this is the, this, I mean, child welfare is something else. I mean, uh, to listen to uh, the different guests, all the guests that we've had, just to listen to hear what's going on, it's something that's very, very serious. Listen, y'all, you understand that this is the Child Welfare Raising Awareness Podcast. Like I said before, it keeps you in the know about all things child welfare. You know what I'm saying? Hey, listen, Terrica, thank you so much for your time this time. And until the next time, I hope it's better than the last. And as my dad would always say, you're never out of business when you mind your own. This is your boy Croft. We'll holler at you later. Peace. Thank you so very much for tuning into the Child Welfare Raising Awareness Podcast. This is the podcast, y'all, that keeps you in the know about all things child welfare. Oh, it was a great time, and we look forward to seeing you next time for another mind-stimulating conversation. And until then, remember, y'all, we strive for perfection, but if we have to settle, we only settle for excellence. This is your boy, Croft. We'll talk to you later. Peace.